Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petrov, here with the only two twins that like to be in the same room as each other and claim that they are not Batman. You ever hear that That's, joke? Yeah. If I'm That's the worst thing I've ever heard. You've never seen me and Batman in the same yeah, room? Yeah, that one, yeah. that one. Yeah, they like to do I that. Mean, <laughs> we have we're in week four, ladies and gentlemen. That means after this week, we officially can stop referring to last year once and for all. Let's get into it as soon as we can. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. We've got breaking damn news. As soon as we started recording... Two breaking news is actually two. another thing that just happened. Oh, shit. I, what do I don't know, even know about? Let's go to the first one. <laughs> Melvin Gordon says he will end his holdout and report tomorrow, which is Thursday, yep. um, to camp. That mean, uh, To camp, to the team. That means that uh, Austin Eckler owners, you probably have one more week of Austin Eckler being a juggernaut against Miami, and then... At least it's against Miami. And then what do you do after that? Uh, we'll, we'll talk We'll talk about that in the Chargers preview. What's the second piece of news, Michael? Jalen Ramsey is away from the team because of the birth of his daughter. So Yo, he had the flu, Yeah, and then he had, what, an ankle injury? Uh, I don't know. And now he he's, has a daughter that's being born all of a sudden? Yeah, so maybe How is that he, breaking news? Well, he's probably going to miss the game if he just left the right. team. That's a big thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which Michael beat me in the waivers this week. For a streaming defense, he beat me. We both bid five dollars, and he beat me because he had top waiver priority. Because I, because I beat out Jason, who bid sixty eight dollars on Wayne Gallman. We should let you know that this is in a uh, one hundred and fifty dollar league, and I bet seventy five, and I bid seventy five. So I got Wayne Gallman to take care of my Saquon Barkley roles. For those of you who got Wayne Gallman out there, I'm, I've been hearing so many different things. I hear some people will get him for twenty on the on the wire. I hear some people will get him for eighty. On the wire, man, he's he's going to be impossible to predict. So You know what's hilarious? The people who are like, uh, you got a lot of people on Twitter, obviously, who like to share what happened in their leagues. And some people are like, oh, Wayne Goldman went for this much. Wayne Goldman went for this much. And you get the people who think they're smarter than everyone else who's like, I didn't even bid on Wayne Goldman. Everyone's wasting their fab. Meanwhile, they just decided not to bid on a starting running back for at least the next six weeks. Who has a rookie starter and a decent run-blocking O-line. Yeah. It's just a bad idea. That's yeah. a bad idea. I don't know where everyone got this idea that the Giants O-line sucks because they suck two years ago. This since, year it's been good. Since then, they've, nated, they've added Nate Solder, who's one of the top uh, run-blocking left tackles in the league, uh, Zeigler from the Browns, and they added Will Hernandez. They've completely redone that entire line, and now it's one of the, I would say, in the top half of the league in offensive lines. They've been playing The, the Giants good. are missing Zeigler. Well, they, they added I mean, the, the Browns, sorry. Not, yeah, the, the Browns are really missing Zeigler. Like, really, really bad. So it, it just shows you, like, just because someone, and there's a narrative out there, do your homework, do your research. The narrative is wrong. But speaking of narratives, we're going to get right into the narrative of week four smooth mm. transitions. But before we do that, we wanted to thank our sponsors, Red Cup News. For everything college football, please visit redcupnews.com. Also, at Red Cup News on Instagram, where you can find cool polls, cool posts, uh, a lot of interactive stuff from them. And we are their official fantasy provider, so go check them out. A support for them is a support for us. And thrivefantasy.com. Guys, 
Are you sick and tired? Because uh, we're we're millennials, Tim. Okay, that's true. We that's use true. phone applications. All right, all right, millennial. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm, I'm on the border of millennial. I, I, was th- born in, I think you count yeah, as millennial. Right? 1987 and on as millennial. I was born 1988. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, I'm old. You and the millennial. Yeah, I'm, people. I'm super old, but I have a little non-millennial in me as well. I'm like a, I'm like in between. You I, I see both sides. I'm very old person qualities. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, thrivefantasy.com or the Thrive Fantasy app. If you put in the promo code BRODO, you get $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more. Are you sick and tired of going on FanDuel and the rest of these daily fantasy sites and losing to some guy that put in 150 lineups with an algorithm? Yeah, me too. Well, in Thrive Fantasy, you don't have to do that. This is based on over and unders, prop bets in Vegas. So if you have a knack for betting, if you have a knack for fantasy, go check them out. You will not be disappointed. All you got to do is put $10 in. You get a free $10. You got $20 to play with. It's not going to break the bank. Um, and, yo, if you lose it, you lose it. If you keep winning, you keep winning with free money. So check it out. Put, don't forget to put in that promo code BRODO uh, to get a free $10. So with that being said, you guys want to get into this Thursday night football game? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get into it. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Green Bay Packers. Guys, the Eagles have allowed so far this year three top 10 and four top 15 weeks against the wide receiver so far. Devontae Adams has been horrible has not found the end zone yet has only has had over 100 yards one time in three games this is a guy who did not have less than 11 fantasy points all last season let's start with the pass catching options for the for the Packers specifically with Devontae Adams is this the perfect spot for a bounce back for him it's Devontae Adams breakout season folks yeah I, I agree uh, this is a game we've been waiting for, uh, similarly to Mike Evans against the New York Giants last week. Devonta Adams should be able to demolish the very exploitable Philadelphia secondary. So if you have Devonta Adams, you're already playing him. But this, I think, is finally going to be the week where you say, yeah, I drafted Devonta Adams. Jason, are you in ingredients? He has 21 targets through three games. That's seven targets a game. That's not awful. Uh, the The good games will come, and this is definitely one where... We expect it. Let's not forget Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby also missing time with a hamstring injury. He's been playing shitty this year, but a good cornerback overall before this year. Um, so that's also going to be it. Last week, we saw MVS get the official who's going to catch a long touchdown from Aaron Rodgers, who's not Devonta Adams, sweepstakes. On a free play. On a free play. In week one, it was Jimmy Graham. In week two, it was Geronimo Allison. In week three, it was Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Dude, it blows my mind that... Defenses like free plays, you know you're going deep. Like obviously, he's just they're just it's a free play. How are you just letting the receivers get behind you by five yards? Like MVS was like a solid five yards past the secondary when he caught it. Like Rogers just took the snap and chucked it deep to MVS, and he just was past everyone already. It just blows my mind. Well, it happened, and so let's talk about it. Are this is a Philadelphia Eagles secondary that's beatable. So I think that saying that you're not going to play Allison or Valdez Scantling. Is incorrect if you, especially if you're uh, a guy who has say T.Y. Hilton on his bench and you're and T.Y. may not play or another guy missing some time. If you have MVS or if you have Geronimo Allison, which one of these guys do you prefer this week? Jason, I'll start with you. Yeah, there's no way I'm touching Geronimo Allison. He has seven targets in three games, and I get it. He caught a touchdown once this season. Big deal. Um, so I'm going to stop acting like that's going to happen. Uh, we should stop talking about these guys like they're on the same playing field. With that said, MVS is the guy of the two that you'd prefer. I think he's more of a flex play. He was averaging only five targets a game before last week, which 
is decent, but you're going to need a long touchdown for that to be something. So I'm cool with him as a flex play, but not much else. Yeah, I'm I'm in a agreeance with Jason here. Now, Allison, I don't trust though. I'm not a. I've never been a Allison guy, and his his role on that team is just minimal at this point. Yeah, uh, I think I'm I'm in agreeance with both you guys. When you guys is agreeance a word? Nah, who knows? We're <laughs> we're making it a word right now. You know what, uh, Mike? Right? I just said I just said I'm in agreeance. I said I'm in agreeance with yeah, you. Agreement. Because you said it, I was kind of making fun of you, but now you said it again. Mike Wright, one of my favorite fantasy analysts on the fantasy footballers, he said the other day on on his podcast, he was like, "If there's a word and it makes sense and everyone knows what it's talking about, it's a word." So you know what, Mike Wright, I agree with you. Shout out to Mike Wright for saying that. Agreeance. We're in agreeance, me and you, Mike Wright. Um. Let's talk about Jimmy Graham real quick just because we have to. Uh, his target share has gone down significantly since the first game. Uh, his routes run have gone down significantly. He's a guy that you're not going to be able to count on. He was outsnapped by Mercedes Lewis 31-24 last week. That's all you really need to know about Jimmy Graham. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is the is the run blocker of the bunch. But you're going to want to start a tight end who's being outsnapped by Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> Run blocker or not. That's true. Um, let's talk about this backfield because the backfield is going to be where it's at uh, in terms of questions. Last week, we thought that uh, Matt LaFleur was just kind of blowing steam when he said that Jamal Williams would be uh, splitting snaps 50-50 with Aaron Jones. And it turns out Jamal Williams played more snaps than Aaron Jones last week. Now, Aaron Jones got saved with two touchdowns, but... If you're an Aaron Jones owner, I know Michael. He was on the Monday episode, the review episode. He was on your uh, stock down. So Jason, we got Michael's thoughts on this. Jason, what do you think about this backfield, and what do you think about Aaron Jones this week? Uh, stock down in the sense that he might not be the high end RB one as if he was getting all the touches, but he did score two touchdowns. And the thing is that he touched the ball 14 times. So even though he played less snaps than Williams, Williams only touched it 11. We can basically put a floor of 14, 15 touches every game for Aaron Jones, and that's good enough with Aaron Rodgers behind center to be productive. So you're going to have a very good running back, too, with Adam Aaron Jones all year. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that Aaron Jones guys need to not sound the alarm as heavily as they're sounding it. But at the same time, if you drafted Aaron Jones in the third round, you're expecting uh, – I think a little a high end RB two performance. I don't know if that's if that's guaranteed, but he does have a he does still have a high floor. Even exactly. Now. Yo, did you guys see the uh, the interview of Jamal Williams? Yo, I posted it on the Brodo wrap up. It was amazing. Amazing. He yeah, was, he's weird. I posted. I feel like a mermaid. <laughs> I posted it on the ca- with the caption that said, "When you hang out with Josh Gordon and Calvin Johnson one time." It's like, what are you just? <laughs> it's like it's everyone's like, slipping. I, I I can move by. I feel like a mermaid. It was you great. You don't sound like him at all. It sounded a little bit like him. <laughs> it, do, it does. It does. It does definitely. That's a, that was a great quote. He's like, I feel so comfortable. I'm SpongeBob. Um, Jason. <laughs> Did he call himself SpongeBob? Yeah, right at the end. He's like, yeah, I'm like SpongeBob. <laughs> and then he just turns around like, next question. Yeah. Like, With that being said, though, he's not more than like a low-end flux play. You can't play Jamal Williams. Yeah, he needs to find the end zone for him to be relevant for you, basically. That's the difference between these two backs. We're talking about two guys that are going to split snaps one of them is not playable. The other one we think has a floor of low-end RB2. Which is crazy. Like, Just based off that alone, Aaron Jones should get more work. But If you could bear it out, I think Aaron Jones will get more work during the end of the season when it's real, when it's crunch time. Yeah, I mean, 39% of the snaps to Williams is 61. It was, just blew my mind. Jason, we've had conversations about this 
Philadelphia secondary and how it's been ridiculously bad so far this year. You've been on the record saying that you don't think Aaron Rodgers is the guy that he once was and that he's kind of just like a low-end quarterback one now. Do you think that this is the time? This is the game where people who drafted Aaron Rodgers in the fifth, sixth round finally get the production that they were expecting? I have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback 11. Really? Wow. That's shocking. Oh, I guess not. I mean, I just I need to see it to believe it. And I know it's a great matchup, but we've seen Aaron Rodgers recently go into great matchups and disappoint when everyone has him ranked as the number one overall quarterback. And he definitely doesn't perform that way. It's been a long time since he's been a top three quarterback. Damn, Jason, I'm and surprised, man. I'm not ranking him there until I see it. I know the Philadelphia secondary isn't great, but I just don't trust that offense right now. We know that they're de- uh, dedicated to the run. Yeah, he also hasn't scored more than 15, 15 or more fantasy points yet this season. So I have him as my QB10. I also have the same. Uh, t- I'm t- still cautious with Aaron Rodgers, got- but against Philly. That's I, I had to at least put him in the top 10. For those of you who are fans of BrotoFantasy.com, you're going to see tomorrow my first ever rankings on Fantasy Pro. Hey, go up. Um, I've been hey, ranking on another site that um, I don't want to shout them out, but they fucked up my rankings. And they made John Brown the number one receiver last year, last week. They like jumbled up my rankings. So now I'm never ranking for them again. And I'm on Fantasy Pros. And uh, yeah, so you're going to see my rankings. I think I'm going to have him in the top five. At least in the top six. He's going to be in my top half of quarterbacks in this matchup. That's why me and Jason are the real analysts here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go over to the Philly side, unless there's someone else in the Green Bay side you guys want to talk about. No, Good. I think we're all set. All right, let's, Brown. Let's go over to the Philly side. Um, <laughs> we saw Nelson Aguilar have another big game uh, in lieu of the injuries, but Alshon Jeffrey is on track to play this week. And uh, we saw J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, which is, by the way, Ortega. It's Ortega, not Ortega. Ortega, yeah. which, you know, I, I teach in the Bronx, so it is Ortega. You know, Barcelona. Confirmed. Um, so Ortega-Whiteside, he he had a big game. I mean, he could have had a big game had he not dropped a final a last-second pass that was basically right in his hands. How do you feel about these pass-catching op- options now with Jeffrey coming back? Uh Jeffrey coming back is great for the Eagles because they had so many drop passes last week. The last two weeks, their pass catchers have just been pretty embarrassingly awful. And Alshon, his only game that he's played this season against Washington, 5 for 49 and two red zone touchdowns, which were big for uh, Carson Wentz. So he's welcoming back with open arms. I mean, Matt Collins played 99% of the snaps last week with Nelson Aguilar, and that's not a receiver you want playing 99% of the snaps. No offense to... um, Mac Hollins, but he does come back going up against Green Bay. Jair Alexander is one of the premier uh, premier corners. corners at this point. I, I I have him as a mid wide receiver three right now, but he I think he uh, has a good shot of finding the end zone. I, I feel like Carson Wentz is going to want to get him the ball. I feel like he's he might be a little annoyed with the receiver play that he's had recently. So I think he'll he'll be targeting Jeffrey pretty often. Not to mention the offensive line has been pretty bad for the Eagles so far this year, which is which is you know surprising because they have a good offensive line. But Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith have been on an absolute rampage. Five sacks against the Browns last week. Uh, Preston Smith won uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, so definitely something to look out for there. Against the wide receivers, the Green Bay Packers have given up the third least points. In all of fantasy. They've that, been great, man. When you're talking about a team in front of them, which is, I think, the Patriots and Bills, who have played... The, the Bills have played the Giants, 
the Bengals, and the Jets. So without without a Darnold. So you're talking about a team that has played some good players and still is putting up these numbers. You got to like what you're seeing out of that Green Bay defense. Uh, what about the other guys? Uh, now that Jeffrey's back, do you consider playing Aguilar? Because guys who've been playing him for two straight weeks have been really happy with it. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, uh, as a flex play, there's not much more. Last week, you could tell, like, he was a good option. He was going to get the work. There was really nobody else there. The The disappointing person last week was Zach Ertz, yeah. for being honest. Yeah, for sure. You would think with all the wide receivers out, he'd get more than four targets. Uh, Dallas Goddard also dropped a touchdown right in his hands. Man, that, that was, was awful. Tough one. Um, So they do like to spread the ball around. And as you guys said, I think that the Green Bay Packers defense is a sneaky good play this week. I have them ranked ninth. So I don't think that the Eagles are going to fare too well on offense, which would mean that Nelson Aguilar is not going to do too well. I think he's more of a PPR flex play. In standard leagues, I don't really see him hitting the end zone this week. Let's talk about Zach Ertz. The Packers are giving up the least amount of fantasy points to the tight end in all of fantasy so far this year. Uh, Michael, if, if you're a Zach Ertz owner, when you heard the news of these, this breaking and coming off a 16-target game, you were like, yes, I'm about to get a big game. I can't, I can't wait. I can't believe it. And then all of a sudden, he oh, kinda, I can't believe it. Yeah, he really shit the bed. So, I mean, is he going to shit the bed again? Look, Zach Ertz hasn't found the end zone yet. That's the main gripe you really have to have with him. He has reached over 50 yards in every single game this season. He has 30 targets. I mean, that's averaging 10 targets a game. He has 17 receptions on the season. If I'm a Zach Ertz owner, I'm not. Like, obviously, it hasn't been ideal. You you drafted him as a top three tight end. He hasn't been that yet. But like we said, Jair Alexander is going to be guarding uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and Matt Collins have not really been great options recently. The the backfield has not been great. So I think Zach Ertz gets another highly targeted game against Green Bay, especially if on a Thursday game, I feel like Carson Wentz is just going to try to keep getting it to his uh to his man Zach Ertz and. I think Zach Ertz finally has a solid game, maybe finds the end zone, but I think you could expect 10 or so half PPR points if he doesn't find the end zone. This Philadelphia backfield is like the worst nightmare for fantasy owners. Listen to Dude. these splits last week. Real quick, just it's ridiculous. Miles Sanders, 34% of the snaps. Darren Sproles, 36% of the snaps. Jordan Howard, 33% of the snaps, and he, but he got the rushing touchdown. Tw- 26, 27, and 25 snaps, respectively. This is just a straight-up timeshare three ways. I mean, if Miles Sanders isn't going to be able to hold on to a football. Did you guys see the video on uh, that went kind of viral about the dude going crazy about uh, Miles Sanders? Nelson Aguilar. No, not that. That one's hilarious, too. The dude was ca- – apparently someone was throwing babies out a window or something. There was a, it was a fire, and it was a fire oh, department. Yeah, and he was catching, he was yeah. catching them on like Aguilar. That was amazing. <laughs> but this is a different video. I'll show you guys later. But, yeah, I mean – Aguilar is trying to bring him to the game. Peep that. That would yeah, be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Agu- uh, excuse me. Sanders fumbled twice. He he had the two long catches, which was nice. He looked pretty good on the ground. But if he's not going to be able to hold on to the ball, he's not going to get any burn. I still prefer Sanders of the bunch, but he's more of a flex play. And the other guys are kind of just you can't really play them. They they have like no ceiling at all. It's it's tough with that backfield right now. But you know, lather, rinse, repeat with the. Go trade for Miles Sanders, everyone, after the bad week for Miles Sanders. Literally, after every week, someone on Twitter is like, go trade for Miles Sanders now. Look, Miles Sanders is the best person, best player in that backfield, in my opinion. He'll end up getting more time and playing better, but we're talking about the Eagles here. Yeah. And 
it hasn't been good. Even if all. he takes control of the backfield, control of the Philadelphia Eagles backfield probably looks like 50% of the snaps. Yeah. So it's it's hard to want him, but I think out of all the ones that he's he's the one I want to own. Um what about Carson Wentz? Uh where do you guys have him ranked this week? He's been great. Uh hasn't put up a game under 19 points all year, but the Packers have allowed the least amount of points to fantasy quarterbacks. So with that being said, what do you guys think about Carson Wentz this week? I've I have him at 15. I have him at 13. Wow, okay, he is a little low on him. All right, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should call this season great so far. Like, he's been good. Fantasy-wise, um, it's been solid. He's been solid, but not uh, great enough to be on, like, the, you know, Mahomes, Watson. Even Russell Wilson has been so good level where we call him an every week start. So in a rough matchup on the road on Thursday, I'm okay with benching once. Let's move over to the next game, the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Now, I don't like to admit I'm wrong a lot, guys. I don't like to do it, but I do do it if I have to. I was wrong about this one. Dude, do. Michael and Jason both said that the Panthers would not miss a beat going from Cam Newton to Kyle Allen. In fact, they might be better off, and I called them absolutely crazy, and they were right because Kyle Allen went apeshit. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw something that I posted from Eric Rosenthal, who originally posted it. You know, remember the little kid, the little kid with the commercial. Do not give the do not shout out Eric Rosenthal. It was Matt Harmon, and then I saw it by like ninety five other people on Twitter. Are you sure? Are people you sh- have to stop stealing jokes. Really, enough Matt, is enough. Matt Harmon put put that out. Matt first? Harmon did it first. Said I can't believe this kid grew up to be Kyle Allen, and then so many people just stole that joke. So many. People. How do you know? How do you know Harmon didn't steal it? I mean, he was the first one I saw do it, and everyone, everyone right after people were doing it were like putting a picture of Matt Harmon's as a comment. Why didn't we think of that? Yeah, right. But either way, hilarious. We though. we fuck with Matt Harmon on this side. I'm a big fan of his reception perception. Uh, for although he did make me think that Anthony Miller was going to be something this year. Um, but anyway, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky's awful, so that's that. Yo, I'm going to fight you, Michael. Um, let's <laughs> let's move over to the Carolina Panthers and let's see if they can do it again. Uh. We have let's let's talk about Kyle Allen. BFF rated him eighty six overall last week. Um, he's well, playing. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, he was absolutely <laughs> absurd. He's playing against a defense that you know hasn't really been lights out against the quarterback so far this year. In fact, they're giving up the six most points against the quarterback so far this year. So with that being said, is Kyle Allen a streaming candidate? Eh. Come on, man. Yeah, come on against Houston. Like, I gotta ask the questions. It's, why it, it's cool, right? It's cool. He put up four touchdowns. Good for Kyle Against Allen. Arizona. We're not going to start him. He's my QB 19, so I mean in two QB leagues, yeah. I mean, I have him oh, over yeah. Baker Mayfield, dude. I'd rather have Kyle Allen starting for my team than Baker Mayfield this week with the way Baker Mayfield has played in Baltimore. We'll talk about Baker. He's got the kiss of death called Happy Feet. He does I mean, not Allen played one game last year. Similar, similar, 266 yards and two touchdowns without an interception. He is a guy that beat out Kyler Murray for a starting job at Texas A&M. He had Ooh. a prolific college career. Ooh. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, definitely. Yeah, so, did, so did Luke Falk. <laughs> that, that's true. Um, let's talk about Greg Olson because that's a guy who's absolutely found the fountain of youth. You have him with the young quarterback, so he's probably going to get some more work. What do you guys think about Greg Olson this week? I mean, if you have him at this point, you're starting him. I mean, he's been an absolute stud the last two weeks. And even week one where he 
Only went four for 36. He got nine targets. So, I mean, Greg Olson has been looking like the Greg Olson of old, even though he's hobbling around out there. And Houston has not been good against a tight end. So, I mean, if you have Greg Olson, you're starting Greg Olson. The Texans have allowed nine uh, touchdowns to quarterbacks since the start of last season. So, a lot of a lot of touchdowns. Since the start of this season? Since the start of last season. Oh, two tight ends? Say again? You said... Last season plus this season, nine touchdowns to tight ends. Uh, you didn't say two Houston. tight ends. You just said they allowed nine touchdowns. Oh, to tight ends. <laughs> to yeah. tight ends, gotcha. Yeah, if they allowed okay. nine touchdowns overall, they'd be the best defense of all time. Um, Jason, I mean, not really in, in four games. <laughs> not since the start of last season, bro. This is the worst conversation we've <laughs> ever had on the podcast. <laughs> we've had some bad conversations. I don't know about that. <laughs> Jason, DJ Moore and uh, I was going to say Asante Samuel. Wow, <laughs> and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, right. And Curtis Samuel both had pretty good games last last week. And if you look at the targets share, Olsen, Samuel, Moore, McCaffrey, and literally almost no one else has targets. It's a ridiculous. It's like out of the 150 targets, they have like 142 or something like that. I saw a tweet yeah. earlier today. So DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are those guys that you're playing in your wide receiver two, wide receiver three flex area. You know, DJ Moore, though, only saw two targets. Yep. Uh, I don't know if that's something that's going to become habit or something that's just an anomaly. You know, it was Allen's first game. With DJ Moore, I've been saying it all year. I'm going to say it again. I think that he's more of a wide receiver three than two. Uh, he salvaged his game with a 52-yard touchdown. He would have put up a goose egg if he didn't catch that one. Yeah, he had one so, reception. That's crazy. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see a way that if I have a team with only two receiver spots, I'm putting more into one of those impossible unless like i really need to yeah uh but i mean he's always gonna have wide receiver three appeal he's the number one receiver on the team curtis samuel on the other hand has made a made a pretty good mark on the league so far this year he had that one bad game week one people started uh doubting him but then curtis samuel's been pretty solid since then uh a legitimate bona fide wide receiver three at the very least how do you feel about Asan? Uh, I almost did it again. How do you feel about Curtis Samuel this week, Mike? Uh, yeah, well, what's up with this Asante Samuel thing? You know, we were talking now? about the Eagles, maybe. Maybe that's why. I'm down on Curtis Samuel compared to consensus. Um, consensus right now on Fantasy Pros has him at 32. I have him at 45. I think he's a flex play. I don't think he's a wide receiver three this week. Going seven targets last going week. Going into Houston, yeah, seven targets against Arizona. A lot of plays. Bad defense. Houston isn't a great defense, but, I mean, they're better than Arizona. DJ Moore only got two targets. Greg Olson, the tight end, is a liability for Houston defense. So I don't I don't see the room for Curtis Samuel to have a big game this week, which is why I think he's more of a flex play. The, in you, you, in we Kyle did Allen's see, two starts, Curtis Samuel, last year and this year, Curtis Samuel was uh, targeted 11 times out of his 53 attempts. That, that's 20%. So one-fifth of the time, Allen is dropping back. Samuel's getting the ball. And we saw Keenan Allen completely demolish this secondary last week. Like, just completely murder them. Yeah, DJ Moore. Straight murder. I got Moore as my wide receiver 26 this week. So you prefer murder, Moore to Samuel. And Jason, you prefer, you prefer Samuel and Moore. No, I prefer Moore. He's the number one over there. I'm not going to let one game dictate what I think is the better option. This is a great spot for Christian McCaffrey. You got to play him, so play him and expect a big game. Yeah, I have McCaffrey as my number one RB this week. Wow, number one. Okay, so yeah. Michael expects a really big game. Yeah. I mean, why not? We're talking about Chris McCaffrey here. Besides, that that random down week in Tampa Bay, that was just strange on all levels. But he had 24 rushes last week and four targets. I mean, he's going to get the ball 25 to 30 times. 
against Houston. So sign me up. I'm with it. Jason, anyone else on this team you want to talk about? No Jarius Wright for you? I'm good, player. All right, let's go on to the Houston Texans. So Deshaun Watson had a pretty it was it was one of those games where for through three quarters you're like, damn, Deshaun Watson's having a bad game again. I can't believe this. Then all of a sudden he came alive and he did Deshaun Watson things. Uh against Carolina, whose secondary is improved, but not the greatest of secondaries. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson in this game? I have him as my QB4. I mean, if you have Deshaun Watson, you're starting him. Carolina, yes, they, they have played well, but they also haven't played Deshaun Watson. So, Fade Julio. It combined, <laughs> look, combined, this is, a, this is an interesting stat. Combined in the last two seasons, the Panthers have allowed a passer rating of 109.2 in the red zone. That's important because Deshaun Watson has the most attempts in the red zone of any quarterback over the last two seasons, meaning the beginning of last year into this year. You notice how I rephrased that so Michael can understand it? Um, so that's an interesting stat here because there's going to be some red zone opportunities. So I agree with you guys. I think Watson's a top four, a top five quarterback this you're week. In, you're in agreeance? <laughs> also, this I'm is going to be like the Carolina secondaries looked good this year, but they played Jared the Rams week one. Jared Goff hasn't looked his best so far. They played Jameis Winston and then the rookie Kyler Murray. So this is their real test right Goff, now, and I'm going to go with Watson over Carolina. Goff was also on the road where he plays considerably worse. I, I forgot to mention that. I was going to say that, yes. All right, so let's go to the pass-catching options. Let's go with DeAndre Hopkins, guys. Like this guy is was another guy. He's kind of in the same mold as uh, Deshaun, uh, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams. Adams. Name's right, kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling today. You know what? I didn't sleep much last night. I had a bad dream, and I get like, over it. I I, had, I stayed up from like two thirty in the morning to four thirty in the morning. You're a grown man, get over it. I, I I try to, you know, once I wake up, I can't fall back asleep. Yeah. This is like a bad bad habit. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins, what's going on with him, man? Is this the game where he bounces back or what? The get right game is here for DeAndre Hopkins too. I think. When was the last time DeAndre Hopkins went three straight games being mediocre? Not not even when he was being thrown the ball by Brandon Whedon. Exactly. So sign me up for uh sign me up for DeAndre Hopkins this week. Jason? Yeah, Brandon Whedon's all you gotta say. <laughs> um let's talk about the slot receiver here because I think you're comfortable with Will Fuller uh in this matchup. I'm I'm comfortable playing him in as a wide receiver three slash flex. Uh I don't know if you guys do you guys agree with that one? Yeah, he his blow up game is coming at some point too, man. And against Carolina is a as good of a time as ever at home. Yeah, here's what me and Michael talk about where we're like, you know, when someone has a three touchdown game week one, it's not always a good thing because now they only have three touchdowns left the rest of the year. Because you know this person's only going to score six touchdowns. Let's be realistic. On the on the flip side, Fuller doesn't have a touchdown yet, so those those big long touchdowns are going to be coming soon. It's and he's saying, week four. you know, he's on the field ninety seven percent of the time. He's gonna he's gonna get him. Keep starting your Will Fullers. Um, Kenny Stills versus Kiki QT. We've seen now after Kenny Stills outplayed him in the first week because he was injured. Kiki QT came back, outplayed Stills, and then the disparity went super large last week. He played 32 snaps to Kiki QT 17. Is this the week where Kenny Stills finally takes over that slot role for good? I think he kind of did last week. Uh, I think it's going to be more of the same because Kenny Stills played well, and I don't see why they would uh, why they take him off the field if he's playing well. Four for 89 on six targets is a very productive day. So I wouldn't use Kenny Stills in fantasy, 
unless you're super desperate. I think he's like a wide receiver five. But yeah, if you have to choose between him and QT, Stills is the guy. Jason? Yeah, I'm disappointed in QT, man. It just it seems like his injury history is always going to be with him. And now that he was always injured, the Texans have kind of just decided to move on. Um, can't really blame him. But I don't think that him or Stills are really going to be great options at any point this season. Speaking about another split situation that aren't going to be great options, probably Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde in the black backfield. They basically split uh, snaps last week, but they not did not split usage. Uh, Duke Johnson got four touches, two of them targets, um, two rushes for two yards, and two receptions for 22 yards. Carlos Hyde, on the other hand, 10 carries for 19 yards, but he did get the touchdown that kind of saved his day. So, I mean, desperation you're playing these guys, but I'm not excited about playing either of these dudes. Yeah, Hyde's like a, a flex play with a limited ceiling. Oh, my God. Duke Johnson, I think you... We told you to simmer down last week, but I think it, it could be time to just let him go. Let him go. Cut him. Especially if you hold on to him for one more week and you get another dud performance, then... You're gonna. It's a three strikes rule. Three strikes, you're out. Guys, I, do you know why I said, oh my God, just now? I don't. I'm looking through the app because I wanted to see the comparison of, of uh, carries rather than the comparison of snaps. And John... The guy who got his first win, the the infamous, the guy we tell you about all the time on this podcast. He's starting Hyde and Peterson, He's right? starting Hyde and Johnson. Hyde and Duke, wow. He's starting Hyde and Duke Johnson. What the same is, guy that tried trading me Duke for Juju. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Dude, we need to have an intervention. If you're listening right now, I'm here for you. You're my best friend. I got you. I'm your uh, best friend. Well, besides my brothers, of course. <laughs> uh, Akins and David Fells both had... Decent Akins, games. but sure, Akins. let's call him Akins. Sorry, <laughs> Akins and David Fells. You know why I don't have, know his name? Because he's not fantasy viable and I'm not playing him. Yeah, he actually uh, played less snaps than usual last week. Uh, like about half the snaps is Darren Fells. So, yeah, you're not playing uh, Jordan Akins. The, touch, the long touchdown happened to be on a crazy Deshaun Watson play where he found Akins across the middle and he just basically walked into the end zone. <laughs> Guys, I was wrong again last week as as we move on to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Detroit Lions. Michael had a great stat that said this is Pat Mahomes' first game in a dome ever. First game in a dome ever. Someone even someone on Twitter ever. Someone on Twitter even went so far as to check college and couldn't find the game where he played in a dome. Wow. Patrick Mahomes might throw for eight hundred yards and seven (laughs) touchdowns. For real, like. Start Patrick Mahomes. Oh, really? You don't, I don't say, know, man. I mean, I was I thinking think... Kyle Allen this week, but no. Obviously, start Patrick Mahomes. Start Sammy Watkins. Start Demarcus Robinson and Miko Hardman as wide receiver threes. They produced his wide receiver threes last week. Watkins kind of disappointed again, but if you have him, you have to play him. He's getting the targets, man. Yeah. He's getting. The, he's on the field more than the other guys. Like he's. He, it's gonna happen one of these times. Yeah, Damian Williams missed practice. You don't think Mahomes' velocity has come from the wind his entire career? <laughs> Actually, Jason, bad time for a joke. Michael was in. I was pure, trying to get that in for a while. I, I was like, you know what? I'm committed now. I got to tell <laughs> Michael's in pure <laughs> analyst mode going for it. Pure dome mode. I mean, you know, got to lighten it up. You're getting a little boring, man. I preferred Demarcus Robinson over McCall Hardman. I, th- I feel like Demarcus Robinson has a chance to be more productive in terms of getting the, the usage rather than McCall Hardman. It's either going to be a home runner. You know, I, I do have to put this out there too because some people are like Hardman better than Demarcus Robinson. 
and they're pointing at last week, the long touchdown and all that. That was the only catch. Yeah, and he played 63% of the snaps. Demarcus Robinson, for the second week in a row, played 91% of the snaps. Right. Follow the snaps when you're on the team with the... I mean, Demarcus Robinson is basically as fast as Hardman, except way taller. Yeah. Another guy you want. Another tremendous catch, too, for the touchdown. Yeah, really nice catch. Awesome. He did have a drop. Maybe that uh, happens right, to the best happens. of us. Yeah, if that, if that happens. All right, let's talk about the backfield in Kansas City. Shady McCoy, uh, he is limited in practice today. Uh, do you guys have a D-Will update on his injury? Because as of right now, I th- I've, I've heard that he won't play, but there's a chance that he might play. Do you guys have an update on that? He didn't practice. He didn't practice. Shady McCoy practiced in a limited amount. This is the same exact scenario that we talked about last week. Shady McCoy <coughs> practiced limited. Uh, D-Will practice not so limited with that being said if shady mccoy plays you play him i think you learned the rule last week where you play your kansas city running backs um but if he doesn't play all you all you truthers out there you um i I can't remember darwin thompson truthers out there uh how does it feel that he's the fourth running back i'm talking to you yeah he i'm talking to you get on the field i'm talking to you guy on twitter and and instagram who decided that they were going to tell people not to pick up Shady McCoy and to hold on to their Darwin Thompson shares. Talking to you, that guy. And if I, and if you don't know which guy I'm talking about, I'm talking about all the fucking guys that did that because it's fantasy malpractice to do that. But anyway, now that I'm done ranting, um, I mean, you got to pick up this D-Will duh. Part duh. There you go, Tim. Part D- duh. D-Will part duh. You got to pick him up if, if McCoy's not going. We're really going to make this duh thing a, a thing. Jason, you're just mad because you're not on the inside, all right? Try, stop trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs> it's just you duh in there, and I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. That was a good use of the duh. Uh, but anyway, let's get to the point, though. Uh, what do you think? You got to play him. Are you? Are you? Daryl Williams. Yeah, Daryl Williams. You're saying if McCoy um, is out. A, if, if McCoy, McCoy is, is out. out, he's a surefire high end RB two, maybe yeah. even RB one. You have to start him. If McCoy is in, there's even uh, RB two flex. Uh, relevance there. I haven't been a flex in the league right now. Even if McCoy plays, he got 14 touches last week. You saw it it'll Dar- be similar to when it'll be similar to when Damien Williams and McCoy both were relevant. I was gonna say uh, it seems like if D Will and McCoy are out, does that actually make Darwin Thompson relevant? Uh, maybe. This is I a wouldn't good trust r- it as much. This is a good run trust. run defense in Detroit. Just putting that out there. There's a good it run is. defense out there. Which is another reason why Pat Mahomes might throw for 700 yards and eight touchdowns. Even though big play Slay is out there, he's going to be a tough matchup for whoever he's lined up against. I don't see him really lining up against one of the people. They're all moving around. So, but yeah. I mean, start your Chiefs is basically the, the mantra you, you have to live by at this point. Tracy Walker is also... Very quietly becoming one of the better safeties in the league. If you don't know who Tracy Walker is, get familiar. Um, so basically, play your Kansas City Chiefs with much, much respect. Sugar in. What about Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey, he has the second most yards of any tight end in the league this year. Uh, the only problem is that he only has found the end zone one time. What's your panic level on Travis right now? All right, hold on. Hold on. Like, we're getting a little crazy now. We're going to 17 receptions, 284 yards, a touchdown. That's not amazing, but we're really going to complain. We're going to say panic level. I mean, in, in terms of you took him in the second round over a bunch of running backs could have had a bunch of stud wide receivers. You're expecting some stud performances out of him. Yeah, well, they're going to come. And these are stud performances just minus a touchdown. 
So when does he get the touchdown then? I mean, he's he averaged eight and ten the last two years. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Make that an average of nine. That means he has eight more left. You know what's funny? Patrick in Mahomes, twelve games. I think a lot of the reason why he's not getting it is because they're not having any goal line. They're they're scoring all their touchdowns from the 40, 50, 60 yard line. True that. So true. It's, it's crazy. Let's go to Detroit. Um, again, I gotta admit that I'm wrong here. Marvin Jones outdid Devin Smith. Although <laughs> I do shocking. Look, Marvin Jones put up a hundred and a touchdown, dude. I lost because I sat him in, in the Beverly. I loved him last oh, week. Oh no. I worked. lost because I sat him. Because and you started Devin Smith over him? Yeah. <laughs> You're I, I, a moron. I lost by six points. I mean, I like taking chances like that once in a while, but you should have listened to us this time. You know what it was? In man? hindsight, obviously. But. In hindsight hindsight's twenty twenty. But hey, yo, Smith saw ninety six percent of the snap. We'll talk about that when the Cowboys come. Alright, so let's let's talk about my one of my favorite streamers this week, Matt Stafford. Um I think that the Lions are going to be in comeback mode, and Matt Stafford's going to be slanging that thing all over the field. I think that makes Galladay a good play. I think that makes Jones a good play. I even think a sneaky, 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 sneaky Danny Amendola might be a good play in this one. Um, you know what, Tim? Yeah. Uh, I'm doubling down on Stafford. I was wrong last week. I, I was very why. right. Like, he was... I, I expect him to do better last week. Um, but I'm doubling down. I have him ranked at 10 this week. They, they're playing the Chiefs. If I have a score, yeah. If I have a chance Stafford's to stream, gonna him, I'm have to throw. Him. Yeah, when when Mahomes is going against a quarterback that's capable of volume passing, and you know that he's gonna have to pass a lot to keep up, it, it, it spells good things. I mean, I'm I'm lower on Stafford again this week. I, I want to see him have a good game that's not against the Cardinals. So, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be against KC. So I wouldn't blame you if you decide to stream him. But there are other options that I prefer. Uh, Michael's that, argument is one out of his three games has been insanely good this year against Arizona. Yeah. What more can you ask? What you, last week? How did it feel, huh? All right. Last week That's was his I first thought. really bad week. That's what I thought. My and he man, wasn't he wasn't even wasn't awful. He wasn't even bad since the team ran the ball a bunch of times. I mean, in fantasy, he put up twelve points. That's bad. Fourteen. I think it was twelve. It's fourteen. I checked today. Um, let let's go to let's go to a guy that I like this week. Twelve. It was twelve. <laughs> it was twelve. It was twelve. Oh. Carry yeah. on Johnson. He got seventy seven percent of the snaps last week. He out Yeah, he did. He out touched Ty Johnson twenty to four. Yeah, he did. I think that Carry on Johnson finally breaks out in this game. I think it's gonna be a high scoring affair, and I think he's gonna get a couple of shots out of the backfield. How do you guys feel about Carry on Johnson this one? Week two to week three, the snaps went from fifty four to seventy five, and that's when CJ Anderson got booted. The Carry on Johnson bandwagon is growing chiefs are averaging over six yards per carry against running backs mm. Oof. uh i'm I'm have a giant boner playing carry on johnson this week <laughs> honestly he's just a giant i, I, I mean, really i really love him this week he still hasn't been super involved in the passing game that's something you want to see more of but he's a high-end rb2 this week what tj hawkinson the Hawkman himself. Jason said after the first week, you know, rookie tight ends, don't buy into the hype just yet. I bought into the hype. Luckily for me, I, I didn't really own TJ Hawkinson anywhere, and I didn't go hard for him in fab because he has been absolutely atrocious since. Seven targets, two receptions, and eight yards total. If I have him, that means I have bad options, so you're probably starting him. But, like, I'd, I'd take this stab. I'd just go with O.J. Howard. Again, I take the shot with OJ Howard. I'd go Vernon Davis against the Giants over him. 
But I, I do have TJ Hawkinson as my 12th just because they're playing against KC. You know, he already shit the bed in a good matchup against the Chargers, who are third worst in the league against the tight end. KC sixth worst in the league so far against the tight end in terms of fantasy points. The last two weeks combined, TJ Hawkinson has put up 1.8 points combined. So it's – I know right now it's a – the tight end is kind of a shitty landscape, but if you could start a guy like Will Disley over TJ Hawkinson, I'm completely for that. He's the only 100% guy. 100% Disley. Yeah, he's the guy that he's the one guy that I really don't like in this offense. Right the now. issue is that after the tenth tight end, who I have OJ Howard ranked as, we have Hawkinson, Ebron, Witten, Dawson Knox, Demetrius Harris, Vernon Davis. Like of those guys, you can take the upside shot against Casey. I mean, Jason, when you're right, you're right. Anyone else in this matchup? You guys, oh, Marvin Jones. How do you feel about Marvin Jones and, and Kenny Galladay? I'm not a big Marvin Jones guy, as always. I mean, I'm starting Kenny Galladay. If I have him as a solid wide receiver, too, I think Marvin Jones is more of a flex play. I like Marvin Jones in this one. Jason? Yeah, I mean, it goes off of what I said about Stafford. Matt Stafford. Right. They're going to have to keep up. They're going to have to pass. Let's move on to an AFC North matchup. The Browns at the Ravens. The Browns are a shit show right now. On the other hand... Lamar Jackson leads the league in deep throws this season. 32% of his passes go over 15 air yards. 32%. Mm. One out of every three passes is a long pass. Saucy. Gotta love Hollywood Brown in this matchup. Uh, I think Mark Mark Andrews has a comeback. How do you guys feel about these pass catchers with the Ravens? You know what's fun about this offense? It's either attack close by running the ball or attack long by throwing the ball. They're really When you say utilize the whole field... Why is that what they're doing? They're one of two teams and right maybe, now that are running the ball more than passing the ball. Yeah, but it still does not even affecting Lamar Jackson. Maybe some other teams could should take a look at what the Ravens and Chiefs are doing, aka throwing the ball deep more. You know, because yards per attempt is a very important stat. This week was a but, great week to buy low on Marquise Brown as well. Coming off nine targets, he saw only two forty nine, but he led the team in targets. He had over fifty percent of the air yards. He just wasn't connecting with Lamar Jackson, so it was, it was a, it's a good time to buy low on Marquise Brown. Yeah, you probably won't be able to after this week. Uh, Especially Mar- if Denzel Ward is out again. Mark Andrews had a down game last week, but it's not like he wasn't being targeted. He got targeted twice in the end zone, three times in the red zone, and he was open in the back of the end zone. Remember when you saw Lamar Jackson kind of throw his hands up? That was great. It was because Mark Andrews threw his hands up in the back of the end zone. He was wide open, but Lamar was like, yo, I can't throw it to you. I already passed the line of scrimmage. Um, so, I mean, it's not as though he wasn't involved in the offense. So I think Mark Andrews comes back with a big game against It was the, funny. Look, we, were, we were watching that game, and we were just like, what just happened? And we yeah. saw Lamar Jackson throw his hands up. Go ahead, Jay. If Mark Andrews were to keep up his first two-week pace, He'd be the best tight end to ever live. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to calm down a little bit. He's he's fine. There's going to be weeks where he doesn't kill it. And you know what? That's what happens in fantasy football. You're not starting Roberts or Sneed, so let's go to the backfield. Uh, Mark Ingram had three touchdowns last game. Mark Ingram right now is the RB4 overall in half-point PPR settings. you got to love what you're seeing out of Mark Ingram, and it doesn't look like his workload is going to be down anytime soon. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Uh, all this talk about him not being like the workhorse. When the when the game counts, he's he's basically always in there. Yeah, and and, and the goal line, he's always 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 in there. Yeah, I mean, I was I was wrong about the Ravens' offense. That's clear by now. 
you got to take L sometimes. I did end up with Ingram in a couple spots, though, just because he did fall a little bit, and I decided to get at least a little bit of exposure to the Ravens' offense in case they were good, and it's been glorious. I mean, five touchdowns, two games with over 100 yards rushing. He gets another uh, good spot here with Cleveland, who has a better pass defense than they do rush defense. So I have him as a low-end running back one. One of the bright spots for the spots, excuse me, for the Cleveland defense has been their defensive line and their ability to sack the quarterback. Um, but Lamar Jackson runs with the best of them. How do you feel about Lamar Jackson in this one, Jason? What is not to like? The Cleveland secondary is not um, healthy at the moment, and Lamar Jackson has been insanely good. So that that's two factors. The honestly, the issue here is game script. Because the Browns have been awful. Their offensive line is disgusting. All right, all right. But let's not act like the Browns have been blown out. Because they got blown out by Tennessee. They got blown out by Tennessee, yeah, but they, they were in that game until like the third and a half quarter, and then, then Tennessee completely blew the doors open at the end of the game. Imagine getting blown out by Tennessee. Then they beat the Jets, and then they just lost. They were on the goal line preparing for a win, and they didn't target Odell Beckham not once in four downs. So... I mean, do you want to go over to the Brown side? Let's go over to the Brown side. I think OBJ is a good game in this one because I think they're going to force feed him the ball. I think after last week when they made the mistake of not giving him the ball, I think they might force feed him the ball here. I mean, OBJ, he's he's showing why uh, the the Browns traded for him. But he just he hasn't had that. He did have that game against – he had that long catch against the Giants. But be, I mean, excuse me, the Jets where he had the 90-yard uh, touchdown – Besides that 90-yard touchdown, he's been pretty underwhelming. He does have uh, 30 targets, but these tar- these the thing that's going on with the Browns, man, these targets aren't downfield with OBJ, and that's like against the Jets, you saw Baker hit OBJ on, on a crazy one-handed catch on the sideline for like 50 yards, and then he didn't throw downfield to OBJ again. Even the 80-yard touchdown was just a quick slant that he caught for like seven yards in front of the line of scrimmage. So I, I don't know what the Browns are doing, but they need to open up their playbook again because they just have these guys either passing literally in half a second once Baker gets it or just running streaks downfield and Baker not getting rid of it in time. As of right now, Odell Beckham Jr. is averaging less air yards than he did with Eli Manning and the Giants the last few years. Absurd. I have OBJ at 16 this week. Wow, so you're not you're definitely not on the OBJ bandwagon. The, I'm not buying into the force-feed narrative. I mean, the the... Ravens have not been very good against the pass this year. Uh, they are yes, but they're gonna get to the quarterback third. against that offensive line. I they, think you're bugging out a little bit here, though. And they also played Mahomes. That's true. I mean, that's true. You can't you can't take that away. That is true. Still think you're bugging out a little I, bit. Here. I only like OBJ though. Uh, I don't like Landry. He's been a complete bust for fantasy wise. Uh, you're not starting Ratley in under any circumstances. Landry's been a complete bust for almost two seasons now. That's why I wasn't targeting him in any leagues at all. He's someone I have zero shares of. Don't don't play yeah, I him. I said he was going to be a free agent last year, and his ceiling is just so low. I have one share of Landry, and I hate that share. <laughs> um, speaking <laughs> of shares, though, that I want Nick Chubb, the singer, dude. Nick Chubb, twenty-seven carries, four catches, touched the ball 30, 31 times last game. More importantly than all of that, ninety-seven percent of snaps. Yeah, I mean, after he, seventy and sixty-one the previous two. Wow, wow, you are. It's wow, as it's clear that they want to hand the ball to Nick Chubb. Pretty, they they had OBJ 100% of the snaps, Landry 100% of the snaps, Chubb 97% of the snaps. This is like what the Jets did week one with Bell, Crowder, and uh, Robbie. 
It's interesting. Maybe the maybe they should switch it up a little bit. Their offense clearly isn't working well. Is there any way you're starting Baker Mayfield this game? No. No, not against the Ravens, dog. Yeah, me neither. Let's talk about Nick Chubb one last time, though. Where do you guys have him ranked this week? Uh, Back end RB1. At nine. Just because the volume. I have him at nine as well. The volume is going to be there. And all he has to do is plop into the end zone to yep. uh, have a very good week because the yards are going to be there. Uh, when you're touching the ball 25 times, it's a safe floor. Yeah, I definitely have him as an RB1 this week for sure. Um, that's for damn show. Uh, let's talk about this next game. We have the raid. By the way, speaking of that, guys, <laughs> I know you guys aren't as old as me, but one of my favorite shows ever was NFL Primetime on ESPN, where Boomer and Tom Jackson would do the highlights. Yo, guess what came back last week on ESPN Plus? NFL Primetime? With Boomer and Tom Jackson. You have ESPN Plus? Yeah, with the hi- doing highlights. Thanks for letting us know all this time. Yeah, thanks. I bought it on Roku, and, like, they don't let you share your password. I can't even get it online. It's whack. But, yo, dude, are you kidding me? Boomer and Tom Jackson? That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's worth $5 a month by itself. <laughs> Honestly, it was the best show. I've, I was that was there, and I, like, I literally felt 17 again watching that shit. It was amazing. Um, I mean, ESPN's lucky they got that and the Peyton Manning shit because their TV station is awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we can we can do a whole podcast about how awful that is. Uh, let's go over to the Oakland Rangers at the Indianapolis Colts. Let's start on the Colts side. Um, T.Y. Hilton aggravates his quad. It's questionable whether he'll play. He didn't practice today and went – and today's Wednesday, by the way. Monitor that situation. When asked if he will play, he gave a kind of grunty answer where he said, if I'm healthy, I'll play. If I'm not, I won't. So not much to go on about whether T.Y. Hilton will play. Um, what do you mean? If he's healthy, he's going to play. If he's not, he won't. <laughs> Basically. I mean, come on. Tim, you're smarter than that. Uh, I, I think he's an obvious go. Uh, he might be a top five receiver if he plays this week against a very poor secondary. Relish uh, yourself, kid. Yo, against Oakland? He's my wide you're receiver. You're out there 13. with your statements today, man. Yo, against Oakland? We got to also take into he's consideration hurt, that he's hurt. Yeah, he did leave the game last week. And too. what did he do last week when he was hurt? He scored not top five numbers <laughs> yeah because he only played a half yeah exactly there's a chance that that happens again well if he, i think if he plays he's gonna play without that possibility they're not gonna put him out there if he can't play but there's a chance he re-aggravates it just like he did this so week. you're gonna tell him that so you're telling me that you're gonna put him down your rankings because there's a chance he might re-aggravate i'm just injury? saying i have his wide receiver 13 because there's a lot of damn good wide receiver options how about this if ty hilton plays the whole game doesn't leave the game bet me top eight wide receiver I'll take that bet. Jason? Yeah, it's so easy. I'll take it, too. If Only if he plays the whole game. Yeah, sure, Yeah, man. fine. Watch. The, the, the Colts are going to, like, blow out Oakland. He's going to come out for the fourth quarter, and Timmy's going to be like, this doesn't count. No, I, or I'll say it does count because he'll already have put up 20 <laughs> fantasy points. Um, listen, you're obviously playing T.Y. Hilton if he plays. Let's talk about the other pass catching options, though, because Zach Pascal, uh, Chester Rogers, Deion Kane none of these guys are exciting you even if T.Y. Hilton is out, right? If Who would you play if T.Y. Hilton is out, if anyone? They kind of all split the work, so it's just a toss-up. I'd probably go Pascal. I'm going Pascal. He does yep. seem to be the next man up. I think Kane He's, has the most upside. I don't. I feel like Kane is the – Kane and Campbell are the obvious, like, fun, they're athletic-type yeah. picks. But Pascal's the one who caught a touchdown when Hilton got out. That's Pascal's true. the one that usually replaces Hilton – I'm going – I picked up Pascal in one league to start if Hilton is out. 
Interesting. So Jason's putting granted. His money where his my mouth team is, is uh, not that, looking good in that. That league. sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Jason's favorite guy, Marlon Mack. Uh, had oh. another kind of mediocre day that got salvaged with a touchdown. As Jason will continue to tell you, he is a touchdown dependent player. Uh, had a touchdown last week, so had a good week. But this week against the Raiders, not a good run defense. If T.Y. Hilton misses the game, you got to think Mac touches the ball 30 times, right? And I want I want a guy who's touching the ball 30 times no matter who it is. I mean, I have him as my RB13 this week, so I do see the appeal. Someone I saw on Twitter had him as the running back three, and I just had to let out the, huh? You know? <laughs> like, I was like, what are you doing there? Like, again, he doesn't have a role in the passing game. He runs routes, but he just doesn't get the ball thrown to him. Yeah, there's a chance that he gets 25 rushes, which means he's likely going to go over 100 yards and find the end zone, though, which is why he's a very solid running back option this week. Jason? Yeah, I guess. If I got I jo- if I got a guy like Josh Allen as my starting quarterback, which I do in four of my leagues, and I'm looking for a streamer, mm, I'm considering a nice brisket sandwich this week. I have like QB 16. Man, Brissette is the most... You you want to talk about some bad some mediocre barbecue brisket is dry as a mother. Uh, he had some Come sauce on, on him last week. I mean man. seventeen seventeen and twenty one yeah. so far. Yeah. He, he hasn't been he bad. Had some sauce on him. He did. <laughs> he was dripping in the south. He, was, he had some sauce on him. You know sometimes you got dry meat. <laughs> all you need a little sauce. Ray. <laughs> um, what about uh, the tight ends, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle? I mean, uh, you could stream Ebron if you really have to. Yeah. Hope he catches a touchdown, but Doyle is not an option. They become a lot more enticing if Hilton misses time. I mean, if you have Kittle, if you're a Kittle owner, you got to stream a tight end this week. You could do worse than Eric Ebron if T.Y. Hilton misses the game. I'd rather go Vernon Davis or Will Disley. I'm actually, I have Kittle and I'm streaming Dawson Knox. Okay. They're bugging out a little bit there. I might Tyler play. Croft got hurt. I'm pretty sure I'm going to play Mark Andrews and Will Disley this week. You should. Over Wayne Goldman, who I just... Or maybe mm. not. Maybe I don't know who I'm going to say. Do not decisions, start Disley decisions. over Goldman. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do that, bro. <laughs> yeah, but then who are you going to say? James White? Yeah, can't, yes. can't say Carry on Johnson. <laughs> maybe James White. Or you just said Disley. Or maybe I'll sit Andrews. Ooh, Timmy's getting saucy now. I'm getting saucy. I got I got decisions to make. Uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be helping these guys make their decisions. I'm over here talking about what I should do with my team. Uh, let's if go you over. Listen to us last week. You would have won. Marvin Jones hashtag. <laughs> let's go over to the Oakland side, guys. Darren Waller is seeing thirty Waller percent bom, 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 of bom, the snaps bom, 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 bom. in this offense. If you were wondering, that is the most that a tight end is seeing. Um, in the entire league, George Kittle is second with 25% of his team snaps. So he is 5% more than any other tight end. Uh, you got to love Darren Waller in this matchup. I mean, the dude went 13 for 134 on 14 targets last week and even got a rush for seven yards. His target share is just so high going up against Indy. I mean, I have him as my tight end three this week over Zach Ertz. Last time John Gruden was asked about him, he compared him to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so, I mean, that I mean, you could laugh, but... He's been playing Travis Kelsey-esque so far this year. He has. I mean, there's no denying that. Just his they're, – they're not scoring touchdowns, which is what's uh, which questionable there with Darren Waller, but he's getting so much work outside of the red zone too that you have to start him if you have him. What about Terrell the Gazelle? I mean, you know me and Terrell the Gazelle. He's like my second love behind Robert Woods. So I think he's a solid wide receiver three against Indy. 
he saved a, a week last week with a touchdown, only three tar- 29 yards on three targets. Um, the week before that, seven targets, 46 yards and a touchdown. The week before that, he scored a touchdown on 105 yards. So he has a touchdown every single game this week, although Indy is not a good matchup uh, for the wide receiver, 25th in points allowed to the wide receiver this week. So, um, yeah, but number one receivers have fared well. Keenan Allen and Julio both put up like over 20 fantasy points against them. Yeah. I mean, I like him. I like him as a wide receiver three this week. Um, JJ Nelson. No. No. All right. So let's talk about Josh Jacobs then because Josh Jacobs last week had a down game. But, dude, I we told you on this show to avoid him if you can. He was sick. He lost 10 pounds in the week. You don't want to play a guy like that. Somehow, John Gruden handed him the ball on a fourth and one anyway. <laughs> it got stuffed. Like, that's just bad, bad football. Um, Ole played 42% of snaps. Rashard played 49 once the once they started trailing. I think also it had to do with the sickness. I would expect him. I don't expect Indianapolis I mean, to be blowing them out by any means. But he played 46% of snaps the week prior. That's two straight weeks that, we played less than half the snaps. That was a blowout, though. I, I think that the one thing you have to worry about with Josh Jacobs is he can get game scripted out of the game. Yeah. That's always a worry. With the Raiders look like they're actually terrible. I don't know what happened week one, but yeah, they look like they're of the terrible. Of course, they're team. actually terrible. Derek yeah. Carr is their quarterback. True. You're not streaming Derek Carr. Uh, Quick reminder that I ranked Daniel Jones over Derek Carr in my preseason ranking. Tremendous. My, Michael actually mentioned that on Monday. I don't know if you it's got a chance. It's so great. To, it needs to be yeah, like hurt. viral, <laughs> fantasy viral. <laughs> Let's go over. Spread to- it like a disease. <laughs> Let's go over to our next game: the Los Angeles Chargers. Visit the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we got to talk about the Dolphins again. Um, well, well, when you talk about the Dolphins, you just say don't play anyone. Well, there is an interesting stat that I want to say about the Dolphins, actually. Um, and that has to do with your boy, Michael, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker actually has the fourth most air yards in the league this year. Which is telling of how bad the Dolphins are. <laughs> He's only caught six of his 20 targets, though. Hilarious. So yeah, uh, what the fuck are air yards when you have scrub asses throwing you the ball? Yeah, if if I, it's I, seven I, yards away from yo, you, you're jo- out of bounds. Josh Rosen had Miami in the game before he went down last week. He did. It, he Man, looked a lot better than Fitzpatrick. I'm never gonna be air yards number one advocate. Like I get it. I know why it's a stat and why it's important. But you also got people just throwing deep passes 50 yards that you know aren't gonna be completed, and then that seems like this person should have had a 50 yard catch. Rosen that's is, a lot of Devontae Parker. Rosen is expected to play this week, though, just FYI. So then there is a chance that this Miami Dolphins team does take a step up with Josh Rosen, who did play well last week when given the opportunity against a very good defense. Um, once he went down, the team went down. So I am going to be a little curious to see if Josh Rosen has the abilities uh, to make this team look a little better this week. If, but with but, that being said, if you're playing a Dolphin, it's because you're desperate. Yeah, Parker or Preston Williams are... Super desperation plays. I don't hate them as desperation plays, but they're definitely desperation plays. Let's talk about it. What everyone wants to talk about. Marvin Jones. Uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, Melvin Gordon is not going <laughs> to come back. <laughs> what? We're just talking about him. Melvin Gordon is not going to come back this week. That's obvious. So Austin Eckler is probably one of my favorite plays this week because he's going to. Oh, yeah. He's just as a person. He knows Gordon's coming back, and he's gonna feel like, hey, you know, I've kind of, I kind of deserve to be looked at in a light that is bright. It's time and to shining. ball out, y'all. It's time to ball out. He's playing against a very bad defense, so I think that Austin Eckler might be towards the top. I think he finishes the top five running back this week. 
It's time to ball out. I have him as my number one. I have him as my RB3. Number one, Jason. Damn. Uh, he's going to have like 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns. So 1,200 yards. Can you imagine if he really had 1,200 <laughs> yards? More how yards than f- Patrick Mahomes. How many fantasy points? That's a hu- that's 120 fantasy points. Just off yards. And two touchdowns, Jason? Imagine said? losing. <laughs> he said in eight touchdowns. And eight touchdowns. 48 that's more. 168 points. 168 points just from Austin Eckler. Throw in like 10 for bonuses, 178. All right, honestly, points. though, <laughs> would you be surprised if he went 150 and 3? No. Oh, I mean, exactly. a little bit. 150 and 3 I, is a bit much. But would you be surprised? Yes. I wouldn't be if surprised. If he went 102, I wouldn't be shocked. A 150 and 3 should surprise anyone. I would be more shocked if he went <laughs> 75 and 0 if uh, than if he went 150 and 3. That Okay, I'm with you there. Yeah. So that, that shows you how much we like him this week. Um, Keenan Allen balled out last week. Probably will ball out again this week. Yeah. Keenan Allen is is my number one receiver. Is he your number one too, Jay? I feel like yes. maybe he is. Wow. I thought maybe he'd back him off a little bit if he had Eckler number one. Michael yeah. offered me a bullshit-ass offer for Keenan Allen today, and he called my Yo, Calvin Ridley and Devontae Freeman is not that bad. That's a offer. bullshit-ass offer for the number one wide receiver. It's a fantasy. wide receiver two and a running back It's two. a wide receiver gonna, three I'm gonna and tell barely you my a running opinion. back two. Ridley's a wide receiver two. I'm going to tell you my He's a wide receiver three. Song. Ayers, Ayers, Ayers. Yeah, that's Ayers. Ayers. And then Timmy offered me fucking who was it? Chris Thompson and Tyler Boyd for for what was it? For Ridley and Ridley Freeman. Ridley and Freeman. Like, yo, come on. Yo, Tyler Boyd's a great player. Yeah. Calvin Ridley probably has the same amount of points as him right now. I'm gonna tell you my opinion in song. Ayers, Ayers, Ayers. You may say I'm a dreamer. <laughs> you gotta do these uh but I'm not this segment more often. Do you remember that? The from, only one. No, no. Do you remember that from uh, that movie where Steve Carell makes little mouse toys? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks, yeah. yeah. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, Mike Williams, he keeps... He's one of these enigmas, well made man. It. Because it, it just seems like Philip Rivers doesn't really like throwing to him. But when he does, it's effective. But last week, snap-wise, Mike Will made it. 93% of the snaps. Looking like he's finally getting back to... Healthy, almost every down Mike Williams territory, which but, is great. But, but seven targets, three receptions, 45 yards. There you go. With that being said, and in a game where I expect Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler to dominate for most of the time, I don't see how you could really trust them as more of a more than like a wide receiver three flex play. Like if you're in a two wide receiver league, despite the matchup, I still wouldn't be starting Mike Williams unless you have to. Has yet to put up a double-digit fantasy point output and half-point PPR. Yeah. Travis Benjamin also is a little hobbled. Benji. Um, he's a desperation flex play if, if you're playing DFS. Like, he's not he's not someone I'm excited about starting at all. No. Jason? Nah. Phillip Rivers. Is he a QB1 in this this week? Yep. You get of the Phillip Rivers matchups where you should play him, and this is one of them. Uh, agreed. Can't can't really say anything else. Let's go to the next game. The Redskins at the Giants. Danny fucking dimes out here, baby. Bringing I prefer Danny Dollars. Nah, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes <laughs> brings the Giants all the way back. In that comeback, people kind of lose the fact that he was kind of mediocre in the middle of that game. Yeah. Um, still a, still a rookie. Still gonna hit lumps, right? But he had a great fantasy output in a very plus matchup where Washington's been giving up points in the secondary like they're going out of style. Up the gazoo. Um, they gave up three touchdowns to Mitch Trubisky, who had zero touchdowns before that. So this is a game where you're going to want to stream Daniel Jones. 
Um, I'm streaming Daniel Jones. I'm playing him over Josh Allen in a bunch of leagues. I have I have Josh Allen in four leagues. I ended up grabbing, scooping up Daniel Jones in three of those leagues, and I'm starting him in three of those leagues. The only league I didn't do that is when Michael beat me to Daniel Jones with his 15 fab on Daniel Jones. You fucking guy. I'm just waiting for him to have another great game, and then I'm going to flip him. To a there Giants fan? To someone who needs a quarterback. Sal? Maybe a Giants fan. <laughs> don't don't question my authority. But look, you want to know how I feel about Daniel Jones this week? Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Daniel Dones. <laughs> Daniel Dones would be a fire name. No, it wouldn't. Daniel Dones sounds like a baller. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> oh, yo, Daniel Jones. You guys the weirdest. I, the, one, the league where I paid 15 fab <laughs> to pick him up. I have him starting over Matt Ryan this week. And Matt Ryan has not had a game under less, Yo, Matt less Ryan, than 20 points. Matt Ryan is trash, son. I mean, that's duh, dog. There's never, Matt never, Ryan has not had a game less than 21 I'm not, points I'm yet. not talking about fantasy. There's been, there's, duh, there's never been a quarterback in history who has more empty stats than Matt fucking Ryan. Right, enough. with your, You love Matt Trubisky and hate Matt Ryan. I'm done talking to you. I love Matt Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky and, lo- and hate Matt Ryan. It makes no sense. One's a great quarterback. One is pure trash. One's not pure trash. First of all, he's just having an off. Look, they're 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 <laughs> he's having an off I'll year, talk about, third no, year listen, in the league. I'll talk about Mitch Trubisky, but they're using him in a completely different way. They changed his throwing motion. They're using him as a pocket passer. That's not how he's good. Get him on the run. You saw what happens when he gets on the run. He threw a fucking dime to Taylor Gabriel down the sideline on the run. That's where he has to be. He almost why? Out of bounds. Why are you fucking making this guy take three step drops? That's not his game. Yeah, you guys want to hear? Anyway, we're talking cool? about the Giants here. I have Wayne Goldman ranked sixteenth. Uh, oh, against the oh man! Oh, I got Wayne Gallman at nineteen. Oh, he's the only running back, basically. Elijah Penny, come on! We're against the Redskins, much higher he's than gonna score a touchdown. Yeah, I think so too. We're much higher we're on him than uh, expert consensus on fantasy pros. He's at twenty-seven there. Yeah, twenty-seven. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know how he's you RB2. don't. Yeah, not listing him as an RB two this week is a little crazy. Um. When you're talking about Wayne Gallman, does it cons- – I know how you guys feel about this. You want to see the Twins get mad? Watch this, guys. How about these people on Twitter saying pick up Jay because he might be the starter for the Giants? Dude, I hit a nerve today apparently uh, by a few people that – a bunch of fantasy people who don't really ever talk to us. Because, you know, you got that, that like click of fantasy guys who love each other and just praise each other. Yeah. And they decide to just hop in today and talk about – because I said it's malpractice adding Jay Ajayi to your team. And apparently these guys, uh, they're Jay Ajayi's dad or something. Like, they took it very personally. <laughs> very sensitive towards Jay Ajayi saying, someone said, oh, it's malpractice if you don't add him. Like, Are you kidding? Because he didn't work out for one team. I was like, correction, he didn't work out for all teams. Yeah, he he has not worked team. out for a single team. I just pointed out New York for v- obvious reasons. Because they just lost Saquon Barkley till week 11. Dude, we're working harder than Jay Jolly right now. Yeah, man. I mean, yo, I know he had four good games in his career. <laughs> but come on. If he- you're adding Jay Jolly to your team, and if you're in a league with 20-man bench or 25-man bench or 14 teams with 20-man bench, sure, take the plunge. Go at it. Have, enjoy yourself. But if you're in a regular 12-man league with a 16-team bench, which is 90% of fantasy leagues... Why would you add Jay Ajay when there's legit players on the waiver wire like Daryl Williams? Clear, you're consistently saying bench instead of roster. Whatever. Well, he'd be on your bench. Just to be clear, you're talking about a 16 bench 
as the sixteen roster. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's oh, what yeah. I meant. I was I'm just sixteen roster, six bench. But yeah, apparently I hit a nerve with some people. Um, why would you want to be like going for like if anything, if JJ gets signed, that's bad for Wayne Gallman more than it's good for JJ. Yeah, because why would you be? Why would you be rostering in advance before he signs a timeshare on the Giants? Yeah, someone said so. Then you'd wait till he gets picked. You wait till he gets signed before you add him. So like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, that's that's exactly what I would do. What do you mean? It's week four. Not a team. Not a single team has reached out to him yet. Not to mention, like the reason why he's not on the, in the league is because he has no cartilage in his knee whatsoever. Yeah, he's just getting game ready now, like next week, which is why everyone's saying to stash him. What? Like, if he just got game ready, how long do you think it's gonna take to get actual NFL ready, like practice ready and stuff, like ready to start running spent and shit? Too again. much time on a guy in free agents. Yeah, we have. I'm just saying. Because there's people out there who are going to listen to these people on Twitter and they need to know the real. But yeah, Wayne Gallman. But then like, and then you got someone, sorry, I'm going to just say something, one more thing. Someone who's an SFB9 was like this guy. I, I spent, I picked up JHI for $0 and fab an SFB9. And I tweeted back at him. I was like, dude, you're talking about elite, a contest where you have to take shots yeah. with 20 man rosters. Right. Congratulations. I'm talking about a normal I mean, home league. Yeah, that's a good shot. That's a good yeah. shot for him. It's like that's not what I'm talking about at all. If you want to pick up an SFB9 and waste a roster spot there, because it is a wasted roster spot, go ahead. But that's, those aren't the types of leagues I'm talking about. Um, Let's go. But let's talk about the players that are actually going to play in this game. Evan Ingram had a big reception. I think Evan Ingram continues to kill uh, against Washington coming up. I also love Sterling Shepard in this game. Um, I like Daniel Jones as a streamer. You guys like Wayne Gallman as a RB two? Um, uh, do you disagree with anything I just said? Not really. If da- yo no. this week, I really hope Daniel Jones has a good game. If he doesn't, it's gonna be very disappointing because this looks like it could be a team full of solid fantasy pieces now with Ronald Jones, Wayne Gallman slash Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. I mean, I think Sterling Shepard, I have him as a low-end wide receiver, too, this week, man, against Washington. I like Sterling Shepard this week. And, of course, you're starting Evan Ingram. I have him second behind uh, behind Kelsey. This could be the, the like, this is, in, in Vegas, they have this game, I think, at a 48 over under. So they're expecting points out of this game. And so am I. As am I, yeah. Yeah, that, this is going to be the, the, the big the blowout against two sucky-ass teams. Yeah. Because their defense are so trash, but their offenses are not that bad. Yeah. Um, Speaking of trash defenses... Yo, Janoris Jenkins got babied by Mike Evans. Uh, DeAndre Baker continues to be, like, one of the worst cornerbacks in football right now. Uh, And you have a situation where Scary Terry has scored a touchdown in each of the last three games. He has one of the highest expected fantasy point totals of any wide receiver in the league right now. Clearly, he's Case Keenum's number one target. Um, Let's put it this way. Would you start Terry McLaurin over Michael Thomas this week? No. In a wide receiver two spot? I'm considering doing that in one of my leagues. I mean, the ups- <laughs> I say no, but the upside is there. But I-, I still wouldn't do it. I mean, I have Michael Thomas as my wide receiver 10. I got Scary Terry as my wide receiver 20. Okay. So, so that, that shows that. Jason, what do you think? Look, Michael Thomas... No, but I mean he's a wide receiver too, man. He's on a great team. I have a wide receiver twenty. He's on a not not a great team. Sorry, he's in a great role. Yes, on a team that's always going to be down. Oh, not for um, nothing. Keenum twenty seven seventeen and even fifteen points against Chicago. 
you could do worse than stream against the Giants. We just saw Jameis Winston put up 30 points. You, I'd start Keenum over uh, Baker Mayfield this week, too. Keenum's one of my favorite streamers this week as well. Uh, let's talk about the backfield. Adrian Peterson is what he is. Um, I don't. I mean, I'll let you guys talk about Adrian Peterson, but I want to talk about Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson, in half-point PPR settings, is yet to put up less than 10, but is yet to put up more than 13. Chris <laughs> Thompson is... I'm gonna call him the disco, the disco man, because he shines all over the floor. He has the floor that you adore. Chris Thompson is going to get you ten points. What is happening? Yeah, that's no what's idea. gonna happen. I mean, so, he scored eight in week two, just to be clear. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. But I mean, also, he's basically the he's basically the pass catching version of Carlos Hyde, <laughs> where you're gonna get ten to fifteen, just the opposite role. Right. But if you have Carlos Hyde and Chris Thompson, you're going to get like 25 to 30 points out of your running back position. I mean, if you want to do it, go for it. But That's it's, a funny statement. I have I've Thompson at 27. I think he's a decent play. As a flex, he's going to, like you said, yeah. he's going to get you 12. I have him at 33. I don't love him, but yeah. Not in standard, but full PPR too. What about he'll, he'll Vernon solid. Davis, Paul Richardson? Uh, if, you, if you are on a, a Kittle guy on bye week, are you considering Vernon Davis? Richardson just had his best game of his... Uh, Washington career so he's interesting because someone's gonna have to catch the ball against the absolutely atrocious giant secondary and Paul Richardson might be that guy with uh scary Terry he went eight for 83 in a touchdown last week scored nine points the week before that too so he's a little more interesting than some may think and then Vernon Davis I have him as, as my tight end 10 I'm starting him this week if I have him and I'm a, and I'm tight end needy Jason uh I mean I'm not starting Paul Richardson Vernon Davis, you could stream, but besides a one long touchdown run, what's he done this season? And what about AP? You guys never commented on AP. I think that Adrian Peterson is the worst thing to happen to fantasy football since Adrian Peterson <laughs> joining the Redskins. Uh, he's useless, man. He's going to touch the ball 15 times, and he's not going to do anything with it. So please just drop him. He's like watching Evander Holyfield. Like, I mean, my dad's favorite boxer back in the day was Evander Holyfield, and he was the heavyweight champion, dominated boxing, but then he didn't know when to give it up, and he was fighting until he was like 50, and he was just in the ring with these guys that would have never touched him when he was in his prime, and it was just sad to watch. I feel like that's Adrian Peterson. Like, he's just stay, sticking around too long. Like, I mean, not for no nothing. Burst that's whatsoever. If he's going to fall into the end zone any game, it's likely this one. I think they do more of their damage. So he does have some flex appeal. I think they do more of their damage in the air. All right. So, anyway, uh, Michael, where can they find you? Mike underscore Patrop. Jason, where can they find you? At Jason Patrop. You can find us at Brodo Fantasy Dom. Brodo, <laughs> Brodo, Brodo Fantasy, Fantasy Don. Don. With a Don. Brodo Fantasy, Fantasy Don. com. You can also find us at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. You can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only frisky. if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Don't forget ThriveFantasy.com or the Thrive Fantasy app. Put in the promo code Brodo and get $10 matched on your first $10 or more deposit. Shout out to at Red Cup Quit. on Instagram. We are coming at you with a second episode right after this episode. Word up. So you could just listen to us all the way through. We are talking about the next set of games in episode number two. Jason, whatever you're going to say, wait for next episode. We go. Later. <laughs>